Sometimes you get by with a little help from your friends. You're a voice actor. You're an entrepreneur. You're a VOpreneur. Welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. Your number one marketing tool is your voiceover demos. When you're posting them online, you want to be sure they're playable on any device and with any browser. The VoiceAmp player does exactly that. Sign up at msvo.me slash msvoiceam and receive three months of VoiceAmp for the price of one. Sign up now at msvo.me slash msvoiceam. The VOpreneur Podcast. Hey, it doesn't suck. Not as funny as Conan. Not as cute as Seth Meyers. Not as smart as Colbert. But he's one of us, and that counts for something. Here's Mark Scott, the original everyday VOpreneur. Hi there, and welcome to another episode of the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. I'm Mark Scott, so excited to have you here today and really looking forward to diving into a great episode filled with lots of great advice, literally. Before we get there, I just want to take a moment to say thank you to everyone who has taken the time to leave a review for the podcast. You can do that wherever you listen. I particularly enjoy those reviews that you're leaving on iTunes. Just look up the Everyday Vopreneur podcast. Remember, it's available everywhere. Fine podcasts are given away for free, including iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and Podbean. And of course, you can listen anytime at vopreneur.com. Check out the newly designed website, making it easier for you to go back through the archives and listen to old episodes as well. So this week, we are going to be talking about advice and more specifically about some of the best advice that everyday vopreneurs just like you have been given in their career. You know, one of the things that has always impressed me the most about the voiceover community is how truly giving it is. When you really think about it, you've got your competition, in essence, sitting down and answering questions for you on a regular basis and helping you to get better at your business, which basically is helping you to become better competition. But we don't think about it that way, do we? And so we do have an incredibly giving community. And we do have people that will sit down and they will answer your questions. They will offer up advice. And it happens every day in a number of different forums, including social media, through one-on-one calls, through mentorship programs, through conferences that take place in our industry, through blogs, and even through podcasts just like this one. And so what I wanted to do was reach out to some everyday VOpreneurs and ask them about some of the best advice that they have ever been given. Because every week I'm sharing tips and tricks and advice and wisdom on the podcast, and I'll do that in today's episode as well, but sometimes it's nice to hear from some other folks, hear about things that are helping them, hear about things that are making a difference in their lives and in their business. Before we dive into this episode and into the advice of some other everyday VOpreneurs, let me give you one of the best pieces of advice that I have to offer. I've had the good fortune of being able to be on stage at a number of different voiceover conferences in the past. I've spoken at VO Atlanta a few times, at the WovoCon in Las Vegas, uh, Midwest Voiceover Conference, the Mid-Atlantic Voiceover Conference, the VO North Conference, and every time I get up on stage, this is one of the questions that gets asked whether it's through a panel or Q&As that happen during sessions at conferences, give us your best advice. If you could give people one piece of advice, what would it be? So I give the same answer every single time. 
And that advice is to study entrepreneurship. And maybe that comes as no surprise to you. I mean, after all, this is the VOpreneur podcast. But I really think that one of the most important and beneficial things that you can do as a voice actor is actually learn how to run a small business. Now, there's assumptions that come along with that. And and the primary assumption is you're already really good at being a voice actor. You've done the coaching. You've done the training. You've got the demos. You've got the studio. You know how to deliver quality product. And so now the second part of the equation, once you know how to deliver the quality product, is learning how to run a small business. And I think that involves a lot of different things. At the very least, you need to have a basic understanding of sales, of marketing, of customer service, of social media and how to use social media, of invoicing and bookkeeping in particular. And so I think that if you really want to grow your business, particularly in the 2019 marketplace, you've got to learn to study entrepreneurship. I've said in the past that I felt like I got started, really started in the business in the glory days of online casting. And the glory days of online casting, as I refer to them, are kind of like 2008, 9, 10, 11, kind of in that area. And that was at a time when you actually still could build a sustainable client base off of casting sites alone. And I don't know what has shifted exactly. I think the biggest thing is just that there are so many more people that are competing now. And so it makes it harder to book jobs as often as you used to. But at that point in time, it was possible. Now, I don't know that it is possible for somebody to build a sustainable client base strictly off of casting sites. And so that means that you are going to have to learn how to get out there and find your own clients. You're going to have to learn how to do sales and marketing, and you are going to have to learn how to negotiate, which is also very important. And so my best advice has always been, and will always be, study entrepreneurship and learn how to run a small business. And there's a lot of ways that you can do that. I did post-secondary online courses in entrepreneurship and taking some basic introductory to entrepreneurship courses. I have studied great entrepreneurs through reading books and listening to podcasts. Just listening to podcasts alone actually is one of the ways that I've learned a lot of what I know about how I run my business. And there are so many books and podcasts that are available to you. Go to the library, take out a book, and read one book every month for the next year, and I promise you are going to be a better business person the following year if you're reading the right books, of course. So study entrepreneurship. That is my number one piece of advice to you. And with that, let's move on to some advice from some other everyday VOpreneurs who have learned some pretty important lessons in their career. And we're going to kick things off today with Susan Maisel and a piece of advice that she was given. One of the best pieces of advice I received for my VO career was from Everett Oliver. This was back in 2015 maybe 2014. Back then, I was still pretty new to the VO world. I was trying to start networking, meeting voice actors, making friends, building a support system. And a lot of this was done through social media like Facebook and Twitter. And then there was this new chat platform called Zoom. We would have chats every Saturday and a bunch of people would come in from all over the country and from some places outside of the US. It was really, really great. Lots of great people. Everett would pop in every now and again, because, you know, he's a busy guy. And we would chat, exchange information, and have fun, and it was just the best. 
At some point during all of this, Everett and I had an in-person coaching session here in LA. Everett is awesome. The coaching session was awesome. And if you have a chance to coach with this man, do it. You will not regret it. After the coaching session, he and I sat down for a chat. And at one point during the conversation, he looked me in the eye and he said, Susan, you're online too much. You need to get out of the chat and into the real world. Meeting real people, doing real things, it will bring new perspectives to your read. And he was right. I still use that advice because now I want to soak in all the experience I can to be able to bring it back to the booth. Plus, it's fun. I would make this longer, but I have to get out. And you should too. You're online too much. Get out in the real world. Uh, Show of hands if anybody's guilty of that. Yeah, I know everybody's putting their hands up. This one actually points back to a recent episode of the podcast. Check it out. Episode 15 which talks about attending non-voiceover-related conferences. If you want to get out in the world, but still have massive value for your voiceover business, check out some non-VO conferences. And again, that's episode 15 if you want to go back and listen to that. But Susan's right, it's great advice. We get in our booth, we get in our office, we get on our computers, we get on our phone, we get connected to each other through social media. We have this engaging community that we want to spend time with, but sometimes that we forget we actually do need to get out and get in the real world. And to piggyback off that a little bit, when people tell me that they don't have time for marketing, which every day people tell me they don't have time for marketing, but they tell me this via a Facebook message, we've immediately identified part of the problem. Spend a little less time on social media and a little bit more time marketing. And I know that sounds ironic from a guy who runs a Facebook group, and obviously I'm always looking for engagement in my Facebook group, but What I want is for you to check into the Facebook group once or twice throughout the day, as opposed to spending several hours a day on Facebook every day, getting lost down the rabbit hole. So that's another piece of advice that I have to offer. Spend a little less time on social media and a little bit more time marketing. And for those of you that are saying, but Mark, I use social media for marketing. Well, that's different. If you're on social media and you're being intentional about what you're doing with it and how you're using it, that is obviously a lot different than falling down the rabbit hole of, you know, two hours of cat videos every day on social media. Now, this next piece of advice comes from Stephen Carlock, or at least it's a piece of advice that was shared with him. And I think this is probably one of the most important lessons that we all have to learn as voice actors and VOpreneurs. So I really want you to pay attention to this one because it's good stuff. A couple of years back, before voiceover was even on my radar, My wife shared with me a piece of advice that she got from a close friend. It was this, comparison steals joy. This has been a really key piece of advice in my life since that point, and it's been especially useful as I build my VO business, and I watch many of my peers succeed in ways that I'm just not yet. Her friend told her there were two specific ways this typically plays out, and after a couple years keeping it top of mind, I'd have to agree. The first is pretty obvious, I think. It's something I've heard from people in many different industries. When you compare your skills, your progress, your possessions to people who are further along than you, or even just different than you, you run the risk of driving yourself to a really negative place about your own progress. This can prevent you from celebrating your own success by making it seem like it's not enough. Or, even worse, it can cause you to begin to create excuses about your pace, which can slow you down or drive you to quit altogether. The second way is a little bit less obvious, but I think it's equally important. 
When you compare yourself to others that you believe you are exceeding, whether it's in a skill, progress, possessions, whatever, you run the risk of puffing yourself up with an unproductive pride. That can do a couple of things. First of all, it can create blind spots in your own progress by causing you to lose focus on what's important to your personal success instead of the success of the person you're comparing yourself to. And again, it can also prevent you from celebrating your success for what it is, your success, rather than the success of others compared to you. Not to mention, you might also become a little bit of a jerk sometimes. Now, all of this is not to say that it's completely unproductive to look at other voice artists or other people as a litmus test for certain aspects of your own progress or to help you set goals. But you've got to be careful about using other people as your benchmarks. Make your own path. Learn from your mistakes. Learn from the mistakes of others. But whatever you do, celebrate every one of your own victories, no matter what anybody else around you is doing. Comparison steals joy. How many times have you jumped onto social media? Maybe first thing in the morning, you get up and you check your Facebook feed. And as you're scrolling through your Facebook feed, you see post after post after post of other voice actors that are in your social network talking about, I just got signed by this agent. I just booked this national commercial. I just got picked up by this client. And before your day has even started, before you've even made it into the booth, you're already feeling inadequate because you're seeing all of the stuff that your peers and your network are accomplishing and it's stuff that you haven't accomplished yet. And now you're discouraged. Comparison steals joy. Here's the other side of that equation that you don't always get told. When Billy Bob posts on social media that he just got signed by Mercedes, what Billy Bob doesn't tell you is that for the previous three months, he hasn't booked a single voiceover job. When Sue Ann tells you that she just got signed on a national commercial for such and such a company, what she doesn't tell you is that that's the only commercial she's booked all year. So you have to be so careful about seeing that content because we're all guilty of it. We all want to put our best foot forward. But when you don't know the whole entire story... You can't really draw a true comparison. So you've got to be so careful about the content that you are allowing into your brain and the way that you consume that content on social media because you're not always getting the whole picture. Run your race. You are the only you. You bring something to the table that nobody else brings to the table. So go find the people who are looking for you. Go find the people who need you and your voice. That's great advice. Thank you so much for sharing that one, Stephen. Glad to have that in the podcast. Another thing that you will hear me say a lot on social media is to spend at least as much time reading books as you do watching TV. And in fact, in an upcoming episode, we're going to be talking about books and making some book recommendations. But the vast majority of what I have learned and by extension, the vast majority of what I teach has come from reading books. Every year, I make a goal for myself to try and read at least one new book a month. And I'm not talking about fiction stuff. I'm talking about nonfiction books that are going to give me practical advice that I can apply to my business. So I love reading biographies, particularly biographies of great entrepreneurs most recently, I just finished up like an 800-page book on Andrew Carnegie, 
and learned a ton of great lessons from that book. So I love to read biographies. I love to read books on sales and on marketing. And, and I love reading books just on entrepreneurship in general because there are so many lessons to be learned there. So if you say that you don't have time to read books, what I really want you to do is sit down and evaluate where the 24 hours in your day are going because I think it would be very easy for you if you were intentional about it to put enough time into your schedule to start reading some books. And maybe that means a little bit less social media. Maybe that means a little less video games. Maybe that means a little less watching TV. But when you decide what it is that you want to accomplish in your voiceover business, and if you make a commitment to do what it takes to get you there, you're going to find that a lot of the information that you need to learn can be found very easily in books. I buy everything from Amazon. I download it onto my Kindle app and my iPad, and then I can read them anywhere I go, anytime. If you don't want to do that, say you don't have money to buy books, go to the library, pick up books from the library. They're there and they're free. That is literally a free education that is waiting for you to embrace it. A little less TV, a little more time in books, great advice that is going to have a profound impact on your business. I don't know about you guys, but I'm not particularly a morning person. I can get up in the morning and I can get things done. And as much as I say that I'm not a morning person, one of the things that continually surprises me and simultaneously frustrates me because it plays against my excuse is I can get up and I can go into the booth at nine o'clock in the morning. So after I've dropped my kids off from school, get back home, probably about 9 a.m. when I get into the office. And by 11 a.m., I can have more done in those two hours than what I can probably get done in the rest of the day. So as much as I say that I'm not a morning person, it does seem that I can be incredibly productive in the morning. But one of the things that I don't always do when I get into the office first thing in the morning is go into the booth because I'm still not fully awake. I'm still frustrated about the fact that I'm up this early because I actually prefer to sleep in and, and work late. That's kind of what my natural clock is. But when you have kids, you know what? You don't get to have a natural clock anymore. But I avoid going into the booth first thing in the morning because I know I'm just not there yet. My brain is just not there yet. Mentally, I'm just not there yet. And I know I'm not the only one that feels this way because Janet Peters shared some really great advice that kind of follows along with that line. Listen to this. I want to read something that I posted and then I want to elaborate on it a little bit and quickly if I can. I have been told that how we feel about ourselves can come across and be heard even in the most happiest of reads and that our voice is a reflection of ourselves, of who we are as humans. So getting yourself in the best mood and having a positive outlook on life, this comes across in your script. You know, I'm a very creative person, as we all are in this business. I tend to be overly sensitive, but I also wake up on days, many days, that I don't like myself. It's just because we're human. I think we all have these days. What do you do to get out of it? Well, as long as you recognize there's a problem, then of course you can do things to try and make yourself feel better. One is, while you're in the booth all day or you're marketing all day, you need to take breaks. You need to walk around the block. You need, you know, if you're depressed, 
and you get an audition for something upbeat and you do your best and you try to, you know, read it real upbeat and, you know, and oh, everything's so wonderful. You're still going to hear that sadness. So you've got to try to create a moment and live in it. Whether it's you are envisioning yourself, you know, I don't know, in Jamaica on, on the beach, whether you need to take a walk around the block, whatever it is you need to do to feel better about yourself as a person, it is the most important thing we can do as voiceover actors. My coach, he heard it in my voice the very first time that I read. And he said, you know, I can, I can hear it in your voice. You know, how you sound is not real positive. So it's really helped me a lot to try to be very aware of how I am feeling before I read my script. How you feel comes across in the booth. And that is so true. When I would go into the booth at 9 o'clock or 9.30 in the morning and I would try to record, I sounded tired because I was tired. My reads were probably a little groggy because I'm a little bit groggy. But it goes so far beyond that. You know, I never understood in the beginning, but I do now. We all have bad days, okay? It happens. As much as I try to be a positive guy, I always try to look on the bright side. I, I, uh, I try not to let things get me down too much. The fact of the matter is we still all have bad days. Sometimes stuff happens that is beyond our control, and sometimes it brings us down a little bit. But we also have the power to overcome those bad days, which is really important. But when you're having one of those bad days and you go into the booth, if you're discouraged, it's going to come across in your reads. If you're sad, it's going to come across in your reads. If you're angry, if you're frustrated, it's going to come across in your reads. This is just a fact of the matter. And so you have to be very conscious of how you are feeling before you step into the booth in order to be able to deliver the best read possible. And here's something I want you to think about. And this is a lesson that I learned from Tony Robbins, which, by the way, read books by Tony Robbins and love listening to the Tony Robbins podcast. Basically, what he says, we can either let our circumstances dictate how we feel and respond, or we can dictate how we feel and respond about our circumstances. And what he is saying is that we have the power to control our feelings. We have the power to choose our emotions. So if you're having a bad day, that doesn't just mean dwell in the bad day and don't go into the booth on that day. What that means is that this is where you have to step up, recognize that you have the power to overcome that mood and change your state. Maybe that means you got to go for a walk. You got to go spend a little time in the garden. Uh, you got to go drink your coffee from your favorite coffee shop. You got to call a friend and have a quick chat, maybe a quick call with a mentor to put you back in the right frame of mind. But the fact of the matter is you have the ability to choose how you respond to circumstances. You have the ability to pull yourself out of the funk. You have the ability to put yourself into the right mindset to get back into the booth and deliver a kick butt performance. Janet talked about going for a walk. That's one of the things that I do. Whether or not I'm having a bad day, I make a point every day of getting out of the office, usually around lunchtime, and going for a walk. Walk to the post office to get the mail. There's so many great walking trails around the area where I live. There's uh, 
a lake just down uh, down the road, probably about a five, 10 minute walk down the road from me. Sometimes I'll just walk down there, take a walk by the water. And that's more than anything just to get outside and get a little bit of fresh air because my office is in the basement and I don't want to spend all day in the basement. But going out and doing that and enjoying a little bit of sunshine, a little bit of fresh air, it can change my state. When the weather's decent, I'll go for a bike ride. And uh, 20 or 30 kilometers on the bike, again, has the power to change my state. So if you're not feeling it, and maybe you recognize that you're not feeling it, or maybe it's not until after a couple takes that you're like, I'm just not here today. Do something to push the reset button on your brain so that you can come back into the booth with a fresh outlook. It's so important. It's so important. And when you start doing this, it's going to change the quality of your auditions, which ultimately is going to impact your audition to booking ratio. So listen to what Janet said. Take that advice. Be careful what you're bringing into the booth with you because how you are feeling is going to come across. And so you got to make sure that you're going in, putting your best foot forward. The voice acting community is one of the most giving communities that you will ever encounter. On any given day, there is so much advice being handed out, whether it's through Facebook, through YouTube, through blogs, podcasts, other forms of social media. So many people are looking to help. And I believe that one of the reasons for that is because as we all get better at running our voiceover businesses, it's better for the industry as a whole. Here's the challenge. Just because somebody has a YouTube channel or a Twitter following or has the capacity to write a blog, doesn't specifically mean that they're somebody that you should be taking advice from. So one of the things that I wanted to do was to compile a resource of people that I knew could be trusted and collect advice from them. I reached out to 35 industry mentors and I asked every one of them the same question. If you could give a voice actor one piece of advice, what would it be? I reached out to people like Joe Cipriano, like Pat Fraley, Nancy Wolfson, Joan Baker, Chuck Duran, Everett Oliver, J. Michael Collins, Mary Lynn Wisner, Jeffrey Umberger, and so many more. 35 people in the voiceover industry that I know, respect, and trust, and that I know will give good advice to you. I took all of this advice and I compiled it together into a free ebook called One Piece of Advice. And that ebook is available at markscottcoaching.com forward slash one piece of advice. This is an opportunity for you to learn for free from some of the most respected people in our industry to take their advice and use it to make yourself better and grow your voiceover business. You can download that free ebook now at markscottcoaching.com forward slash one piece of advice. Now back to our show. In this industry, in the beginning, particularly when I was using casting sites heavily. So going back to, again, like, you know, 2008, 9, 7, you know, somewhere in that area. Um, even though I had been doing voiceover for many, many years through my broadcasting career and working with clients that I had met through my broadcasting career, but we worked outside of the radio and television stations, that period of time was when I really started realizing that maybe I could actually make something out of this voiceover business. Now, at that point in time, I wasn't pursuing it full-time. I was still working in radio and, and still enjoying radio, kind of, at that point. 
But I was making extra money, and the extra money was nice because for all of you that work in radio, you know that there's, you know, no money to be made in radio for the most part. So any extra money you can make is great. So as I'm submitting auditions on the casting sites every day, and, and this was a big part of what my job was, was just, you know, getting up before I went to work and doing as many auditions as possible and then coming home from work and submitting as many more new auditions that had come in since I was at work. So I might be submitting 20, 25 auditions a day. Uh, and that's the way that I, I was doing it back then because that's what I thought you had to do. But if you submit that many auditions, so now we're talking about like 100 auditions a week, but you're only booking a couple of those. When you sit down and you do the math, you start to feel rejected a lot. And that can weigh on you. Like Janet talked about, how you feel comes across in the booth. Well, if you have had a week where you've submitted 100 auditions and maybe only booked one, the next week when you go into the booth, are you going to be feeling great about yourself? That can start to mess with you psychologically. And so we talk often in the industry about this whole idea of, you know, if you want to be in voiceover, you better be prepared to accept and, and learn how to deal with rejection. And I understand what people are trying to say when they teach that. The fact of the matter is I blogged about that topic uh, years ago on my blog because that was the same kind of approach that I had was, you know, learning how to deal with rejection. But as I got into the business further, and as I started to kind of reevaluate my thinking about things and started trying to find different perspectives to look at things, what I realized was maybe it wasn't actually about rejection at all. I wanted to end the podcast with some advice that Christina Kelly was given, because I think it's probably one of the most important pieces of advice that we can have in our businesses from a voice acting standpoint. I started off by saying that studying entrepreneurship is probably one of the most important pieces of advice that you can get for your business. So that's from the VOpreneur perspective. But from the voice talent perspective, what Christina Kelly has to say next, this is important advice. This is like write it down and hang it on your refrigerator and hang it on the wall of your booth. Important advice. Listen to this. So I'd been called for an audition. Uh, for a huge client, I mean, gigantic, that everyone knows, you know. And I uh, did the audition, and it felt really good. And I thought, well, you know, I think I nailed that one. They're definitely going to call me. But uh, they didn't. Uh, the job was booked by someone else. So a few days later, I went in to see my coach, Gene Cordes, at OneStopVO.com. And uh, he's in that with Joyce Castellanos, too, by the way. Excellent coaches. So I was telling Jean about this audition and just perplexed and kind of down that they didn't pick me and stuff. And he said, well, don't look at it as rejection. Think of it as your strawberry ice cream. But that day they were in the mood for butter pecan. So that's the way I look at it now. And that's very helpful because everyone's really good. It's just whatever they're in the mood for that day. I love that so much for two reasons. One, because it's really solid advice. And two, because as soon as I finish recording this episode, I'm going to go get some ice cream. Don't think of it as rejection. Think of it like ice cream. Today, they were in the mood for a different flavor. That's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. The thing about voiceover is that it is so subjective. 
And we never truly know what's going on in the head of our client or the buyer and why one person gets chosen over another. Every one of us, if you've been doing this long enough, has had one of those auditions where you walked in and you just freaking nailed it. I mean, you delivered the best audition of your career and you were literally sitting back in your office thinking about how you were going to spend the money that you made off of that booking. And then you didn't book it. But a month later, you see the spot on TV or you hear the spot on radio or you find the video on the internet and you listen to it and you start scratching your head and you start thinking, what in the actual crap were they thinking in hiring that voice? Like, honestly, I nailed that audition. I was the perfect voice with the perfect read for this project. And this is who they hired? Well, what is going on? You, you know, you've had that moment, right? I've had several of those moments in the past. And that is when I have to remind myself that this industry is so subjective. How many times have you woke up in the morning, looked at the audition opportunities in front of you, and every single one of them says, we need a conversational read. No announcers, please. And if you sat down a month later and found every one of those projects, every single one of them would sound completely different, even though every single one of them uses the exact same direction. And that's because if you ask 100 people what conversational sounds like, you're going to get 100 different explanations for what conversational sounds like. And if you ask 100 people what an announcer sounds like, you're going to get 100 different definitions of what an announcer sounds like. And there is no possible way on planet Earth for us to be able to figure out all of them and to be able to understand what that person is thinking in their minds, what they're hearing in their heads, as far as what conversational and non-announcer sounds like. This industry is so subjective. So the idea of not thinking of it like rejection but rather just accepting the fact that, you know what? Today, they wanted moose tracks and I'm cookies and cream. I love it. I love it because that is going to help keep you from getting discouraged. That's going to shift your mindset. It's going to shift your perspective. And then that ties back again to what Janet said earlier, how you feel comes across in the booth. Now you're not going into the booth feeling dejected and rejected. You're just going into the booth thinking... All right, well, maybe these guys like cookies and cream. So much good advice. So much good advice. Guys, I hope that you've picked up some tips from this episode. I hope you've learned a few things along the way. And most importantly, I hope that you're feeling a little bit more encouraged as you go into the booth going forward this week. Take this advice, write it down in point form, hang it up on your booth as a reminder about some of the things that you have to think about some of the perspective shifts that have to take place in your mind. Thank you so much for sharing this episode with your friends. If you go to vopreneur.com, you can click onto this particular episode and you can share it via Twitter, via Facebook, via LinkedIn. I do appreciate you sharing this episode with your network so that everybody can have an opportunity to listen and learn and gather from this advice. Remember to subscribe wherever fine podcasts are given away for free and you will never have to miss another episode. Subscribe at iTunes, at Google Play, at Spotify, Stitcher, and Podbean. Next time around, we're going to be talking about 
books. Book recommendations so we can help you get your read on and ultimately walk away with a little bit more advice. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Catch you on the next one. The Everyday Vopreneur Podcast. Available everywhere fine podcasts are given away for free. Mostly, we think. Your number one marketing tool is your voiceover demos. When you're posting them online, you want to be sure they're playable on any device and with any browser. The Voice Amp Player does exactly that. Sign up at msvo.me slash msvoicesam and receive three months of Voice Amp for the price of one. Sign up now at msvo.me slash msvoicesam. And see. And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging in. Thanks for hanging out. Want more VOPreneur goodness? Jump online at VOPreneur.com.